What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and what's Steve. What's up? What's up? Episode 112. I like that number. Episode 112. Find us, follow us on all the socials at N underscore discourse. At N underscore discourse, Twitter, Gitter, Truth Social, uh, Facebook, Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. Uh, Instagram at N underscore discourse. Find us there. Again, these uh, podcasts, these videos are exclusively only on Rumble. Come on. And the clips, they're on Rumble, and they are on YouTube as well. Go Rumble. Go Rumble. We need more subscribers on Rumble, more followers on Rumble. That's our goal is to be better on Rumble because we can say what we want without any hesitation because, you know, YouTube will take us off if we mention Trump in the 2022 elections. Though, you know, because that's a problem, but they have, you know, people, little uh, little kids getting read bedtime stories by who knows what's out there anymore. You know, so it's unfortunate, but they censor the truth and they allow insanity to run wild. So please, again, follow us on Rumble, watch us on Rumble, and the clips will be on YouTube and Rumble. And again, all the social media at N underscore discourse. Share it, like it, subscribe to it, please, is the most important thing. That's what we need more than anything is to subscribe. Steve, what's up, buddy? Did you watch any football last night? I did watch last night, yeah. Yeah? What do you think? Well, I mean what I think. I saw two I, I, subpar those, teams duking it out. So That's all. Here's, here's what I find interesting. Um, I don't – say. let me say this. There's this guy called Coach JB. Does that even sound familiar to you? Coach JB? Yeah. No. He had, he was on, I don't know if it was a HBO thing or there was some reality TV show that he was on. And I say TV, you, I use that word loosely. Something yeah. that was, you know, a show. And it was about football where he was coaching kids, like a, a team. I think it's out of California. Okay. So he, he, that's where he, his claim to fame came from that. Okay. And now he's doing a podcast. He does four hours a day, Monday through Friday, uh, like like a radio show, but it's, right. a, it's a podcast. Anyway, I watched him. I watched a little bit of his show where he was critiquing Kyler Murray. Okay, and like, I mean, video freeze frame. I could. It, it reminded me of when I played football in high school, where you had you where you had film film study, and it would break things down. Yeah, that's how he reminded me of, and he showed. The lineup of the uh, uh, the pre stop the pre snap look that Kyler Murray had, yeah, and he began to deconstruct Kyler Murray and basically rip him a new one, right? And, yeah. and and he ended it by saying like, after he showed the pre snap, what he should have seen, what he should have done, and because he didn't see it, because he didn't do it, what the out- outcome was, he he ended it by saying. And and I know he used expletives, but you know they uh, bleeped it out. Yeah. And he said, "And you paying this guy forty million dollars a year?" Oh, listen, everybody, everybody said the same thing. Everybody, this. But, but listen, this one we thing, even talked about that. I believe. No, I I know, but I, the reason I bring this up yeah. to you is because I don't. We don't know what we're looking at, man. When we watch football, no, you don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Listen, do you ever think about pre-snap looks? 
Yeah. Do, do you My ever... favorite player of all time was Peyton Manning. Okay. So when it comes to pre-snap looks. So, so you're painting. Okay, okay. I am very aware of what goes on. Again, not as a as a football guru. Right. But as a fan, I that's why I believe Peyton Manning is the best quarterback I've ever seen is because what he does before the snap. Okay. Like I remember it was, I think, C.J. Anderson. Well, hold on, hold on. You say what he does before the snap, meaning that you can visually see – He's he sees something and, yeah. he's, and he's and he's adjusting for it. Yeah. My question to you is, do you see what he sees? Um, to a certain, I can some of it. Yeah. If I'm well, from I could see where, I could see if a linebacker runs up, he points and he brings the guy around to block this guy picking up because he knows they schedule this play to be you know run to the left. But he sees a guy creeping up and a safety creeping up to the right. He pulls running back around, calls an audible where the the tight end instead of going out breaking to the left stays in and blocks to the right. Yeah, I see I see that when that happens. I don't know the intricates of it. Okay. I don't know the play calling, okay. but I see that I see that when it happens. I see Peyton Manning point out. Right, right. Even you other quarterbacks I'm saying, point but it you out. You see it when it happens, but do you see it before it happens? Like do you see oh crap, it's going to be a blitz. That the strong the strong yeah. side yeah, you can see that. Blitz. You can tell by the guy's that, body language. Not about. I'd say maybe at least half the time you can tell if a guy's creeping up. I'll watch this side here. He if he's in too tight, he may jump in and jump back to the middle as a zone blitz and okay. then stun around. You can see the kind of stuff if you watch it enough. I guess. So I guess. So then I won't say we. I'll just use me. But that. But I understand. I, I, I understand I, I what find, you're saying. I find myself being lulled in and out of watching football like we just described it. Yeah. And watching it like a fan. Right, watching yeah. for the results versus watching uh, everything that leads up to the results. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? And I, so I like that about football. Which what's that? Watching how it leads up. Watching somebody pick apart a game again. Peyton Manning is the best one to watch. Right, it's, it's like he lives in the Matrix. Well, listen. But would you say uh, would you say the same thing about Tom Brady? Uh, similarly, okay, but, but not similarly as far as from what I understand about Tom Brady. He when he's when New England anyway, they have one or two plays to call. You can check out of one or one or the other. You cannot change your play at the line of scrimmage. Very few. I mean, you hear these announcers talk about all the time. I, I think just the other night, as a matter of fact, uh, Chris Collinsworth said about Aaron Rodgers. Look at him up there. He's up there changing the play. He's doing this. He knows that. He's got a pass set up, but he knows the best play is for a run. Anybody with half a brain knows Aaron Rodgers is like Dan Marino. They are never checking out of a pass to a run. It'll never happen. <laughs> so he is not changing the play. He is calling. Oh, crap. He's calling what is designed, which is a run play. He's not allowed to change a play. Rodgers? Yeah, none of these guys are. Rodgers is not a... No. That's why him and Mike McCarthy had so much trouble and why McCarthy eventually left. He would call the play. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't like it. So he would run around, run around, so the play broke down, roll to the right, and throw the deep bomb. Which way? Oh, look at Aaron Rodgers on the run. He's great. It's what he does the best. He does not run the play that's called. The reason why Peyton Manning, excuse me, the reason why Tom Brady is going to be considered the greatest all time with all the records is because he does what is asked of him by his coach. Nothing else. If it is a five yard drop, you know, three yard out, mm-hmm. he's dropping back five yards and throwing a three yard out. Unless it is a guaranteed the play is going to blow up, he is running what is called. And the reason I can say that confidently is because he says it. Coach calls the plays. I run the place. That's it. Okay, but we were just talking about pre-snap reads, right? Yeah. Which suggests that you see something, the, the play that was given to you is not going to work. He has two or three plays you can audible to. Okay, so so Rogers does the same thing. He's got two or three plays you can audible to. Yeah. Okay. They, they can audible to if they see the coverage. 
Peyton Manning was the only one allowed to freely call the plays. He can, okay, I see this. Meaning, I'm not even hearing what you're saying. Yeah, I got I'm, no time for it. Okay. Yeah, that's what you could see. Again, he said it, Dungeon, Dungeon Woods' his coach. He said it, Manning has the freedom to do his thing. Uh, very famous town, fourth down. They're running on. He tells Dungeon, no, no, you get the guys off the field. I'm right, running fourth this. down. Okay. And, you know, knew what to do. Boom, got it done. So, listen. So, so. The the point I was, where I was going with this all this conversation yes. was the fact that this guy was basically really against modern day quarterbacks, and he was saying that modern day quarterbacks are are so much more athletic than the quarterbacks of the past. Yeah, but they are so much um, deficient compared to the quarterbacks of the past. Yeah, and people think they're better by being more athletic. More athletic, right? When and, and he was saying not. that's quite the contrary. And hearing you speak right now. You're saying because you, you're talking about uh, uh, Peyton Manning, and then you use Dan Marino, and so we're talking about almost two generations separates these two, right? Yeah. And and this guy, I, I'm sure he's talking about the '70s, you know, quarterbacks yeah. of the '70s, you know, maybe even the '60s, '60s, '70s, and going to the '80s. So that means something happened. So Peyton Manning was the last of the of the dinosaurs, if you will, that was able to cut, that understood what was going on on the other side of the ball well, so I well. I well, no, in my opinion, no one's ever been that way. Okay, but he was one of the few that had more freedom than most, and and it's not only based on the quarterback. I would say. It's based on the control of the of the coach as well, like you know, um, Bill Belichick is Peyton Manning on the sideline. He knows these are the possible reads they're going to have. So Brady, here's your three plays. If you see this, like it's been reported that how how New England ran its practices was almost militant. You you didn't really go over how you went in the game. It was all situational. So he would line up with you know standing defensive linemen. Okay, how are you going to run this? Like, you've never seen it in by anybody else except for New England, but they practiced it. So he Brady had a sense of, you, if you see this call, you know, uh, what's called Tampa 2, two guys in the back, shell over the, and over the middle, it would be, um, all right, you, if you see this, you have this play. If you see this, you have that play. So here are your three plays. Whatever you see, you're going to call that play. So that's what he was allowed to do or told to do. Okay. It, you know, and again, I, he's, you know, you're not quarterback for 20 years because you're not good at reading defenses either. Okay. You still have to throw the ball. So, you still have so to roll let's, out. So let's keep, let's keep Brady in, the, in, the, in this pool of greatness, if you will. Yeah. D- just the fact that he can go to the line knowing three plays and yeah. knowing that one of these three plays is going to be going to be. Yeah, the, it's usually two passes and a run. Okay. So first of all, in my mind, just to have three plays in your mind to me is already too much already. You yeah. know what I'm saying? One, it's too, too many. You know what I'm saying? Just for me. You know? So the fact that he can have three and then know which one of the three to run, depending on what he sees, yeah. to me is already good enough. But I'm telling you that this guy is basically saying that our, the quarterbacks, I mean, he mentioned Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray. He mentioned um, from yeah. Baltimore, um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. He mentioned, uh, man, he mentioned. One, I, he may, he may have even mentioned uh, Josh Allen. The point that he was making was that there is there are no there are, there's such a drop off in terms of what a quarterback can do now compared to what a quarterback can have done twenty years ago in terms of just yeah. understanding what's going on, on the other side of the ball. That is it's it's terrible. He said, and I quote, the uh, Lamar Jackson MVP year. Yeah, when he won the MVP. He said that his film tape is unwatchable. 
And I'm like, and and the guy who's interviewing him saying, hold on a second, man, that dude won the MVP. What are you talking about? He's like, dude, I'm telling you, man, from as, as an athlete, no, for a sure. thing of beauty. That year he threw like 40 touchdowns. Right. As an athlete, a thing of beauty. Yeah. But as a quarterback, there, he said like there were times, and I and when yeah. he said this, I thought of you, and, and I actually thought about your dad. He said there were times where you saw the end of the play, and you're like, oh, look how awesome what he did. But what you didn't realize is that there was an open man on the slot, or there was someone, you know, that was 10 yards, you know, in the center. You know, you didn't realize. I can, I can hear the old man yelling on the radio now. Right. That's, that's Patrick Mahomes. He tells you every time it was Patrick Mahomes. It wasn't Josh Allen. It was Patrick Mahomes. I'm yeah. sorry. It was Patrick Mahomes that he I brought I don't want to say anything because Josh okay. Allen is, is okay, okay. the best it, it, it was Patrick right Ma- But I, I know it's an athletic quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, because they use their athleticism to break. Like Aaron Rodgers, just a play last year with Joe Burrow against, I believe, Minnesota or Detroit. He's rolling out, rolling out, rolling out, rolling out, rolling out, rolling out. There's a 70-yard bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, roll out, boom, run, 15 yards, first down, way to go. Oh, my God, he did with his legs. He's great. Or if he held on to the ball two or three more seconds, he could have had a 70-yard bomb. That's what quarterbacks do. And people have a hard time faulting. Well, he got the first down. We're moving the drive. I get it, 100%. But the potential is there for so much more if you take the time and know what's going on. You know what this is likened to? You know that when you take a test and they say, which one is the better, like, how do they say, they phrase it like, which is the best answer? Yeah. Not to say that which is the only answer, yeah. but which is the best answer. And I think that to your point, what we're, what we're saying is that sometimes we see something that looks like the right answer, that looks like the right answer, looks yeah. like the answer, but it's like, yeah, that is a answer, but it's not the best answer. And I, and the quarterbacks of today aren't looking for the best answer. They're just looking for an answer. You're 100% and, right. And that's what, and, and listen, he said this also. He said, Lamar Jackson is not going to get paid because, the st- and again, I thought of you when he said this. I'm like, man, Billy could, could be doing a show with this guy. The guy said that uh, Lamar Jackson, his style of play is only good for four or five years. Two thing, one or two things happen, if not both. One, you get hurt. <laughs> you can't, you can't. He said, he said there's, a, there's a play, a famous play where he ran 45 yards to get one yard. Yeah. How many years you think that gonna is that gonna last? Not you know, long. before you know, you, you just you don't even have the the stamina to do it anymore. And then secondly, defenses find you out. Defenses scheme around you. They understand how to how to everybody's fast. And right. in the playoffs, everybody's a good defense, especially when you get past the division around. You get down to the or the wild card. You get down to the division around, the championship round, and ultimately the Super Bowl. These are the best defenses we have in the mm-hmm. NFL. So they're going to figure you out. They have somebody spying you, and you're not going to move around. That's why running quarterbacks. I don't think I've ever won. Even Cam Newton was I wouldn't consider a running quarterback. He was big and he, he can move. But he never won. He never won, but right. he got to the Super Bowl. But he was produ- good defense, right. timely plays, and he had a big arm. But he was he was not a runner. He, his most comparable player is Ben Roethlisberger. Big, strong, cannon, can move around when need to. But ultimately, when you get where you need to be able to see the whole field, when you run to the right, you cut off the entire left side of the field and you're stuck just one-dimensional, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work that way. TV and movies. TV and movies. What do you got? So we talked last night, um, not last night, last episode. We just finished overall the final ending to uh, Shit's Creek. Those of you who have not seen Shit's Creek, it's on Netflix until October 2nd. I do not know where the next streaming platform will be. But let me tell you right now, this is one of the funniest shows I have ever seen. By far, hands down, when I originally started watching it, I was like, all right, this is going to be funny. I'm not sure I can get a rewatch out of it, but, you know, it's interesting. 
And as the seasons went on, as the characters progressed, as the family got stronger, the show became one of my all-time favorites. Hands down, I would say, I always joke in my top three. I have like 40 shows in my top three of the best of all time. Okay. This show legitimately is in my top five. One through five, it'll make, on, it, on. It'll make it Did on Did you there. say I have 40 shows in my top three? Yeah. Every, every show I watch, I love them, it's in my top three. But there's probably 40 shows in my top three. Walking Dead, Lucifer, uh, Shit's Creek, The Office, Psych, Big Bang Theory. You know, they're all in my top three. Okay, they're, they're too good to be yeah, out of the top they've three. they've got to be there. Right. But if I had to break it down, I do believe Shit's Creek would make it into my top five favorite shows of all time. It was unbelievable. So if you guys want to watch, I may even do a reaction on it based on watching the whole series. I may go back and find on YouTube, you know, best of season one, watch and comment on that to kind of get a refresher. But my God, it's it was a fantastically funny show, family it was great across the board. I was very, very, very surprised at how good it was. Question. You, we've commented here before on Married with Children. Greatest show of all time. So in comparison, I was going to say, between those two. Uh, you can't compare Married with Children with anything. Okay. Because without Married with Children, we wouldn't have what we have today. Okay. Okay. It okay. was a catalyst. Before Married with right, Children, right. it was Father Knows Best, The Cosby Show, Sappy crap at the end. Everybody kumbaya together. Married with children, like no man, life sucks. How are you gonna make do? Okay. And how are you gonna move through life? Okay, so so, it is, started so it all. is this is Shit's Creek in more in the vein of Married Children or more in the vein of Bill Cosby, of the Cosby Show? Oh, it's oh. not Cosby Show. No. Oh, so so it's definitely more in the vein of as far as free, you know, how it operates. Yes, it's more that way. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. not a wholesome. Is it know, is it a nuclear family? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. You can't watch it, though. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's for... I appreciate that. Yeah, you, you can't watch it. Listen, um, so I, I wrote down two things about <clears throat> in this topic. Yeah. One, LeBron James and the AT&T commercial. I hate it. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you said that. I Every time I see I it. Can't, I, it's like... Uh, Every time I watch it, I want to cancel my, my AT&T phone bill. <laughs> Get this scumbag off it's my TV. It's terrible, man. It's terrible, and and but you know what's interesting about that commercial? The the first few times that it makes no sense whatsoever. First few times I was just like, oh, I can't stand, I can't even stand looking at him. I really yeah. can't stand looking at LeBron James anymore. He 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 is now a polar polarizing figure. I mean, there's there's going to be half the population is going to hate him, and half the population is going to love him. Yeah. But I really can't stand him anymore. But what I realized by the fourth or fifth time that I saw it. Is that I believe this this commercial is indicative of who he is, like I I honestly believe that he thinks because in this commercial, the whole premise of the commercial is that LeBron is negotiating on the behalf of the people, yeah, and he won for the people, yeah. What well, well, the reality of it is, no, he didn't do no, anything. We, we already had. We already it. had we, this. We we're just talking out loud. Yeah, and I believe that this is his this is his his mindset. He walks around thinking that he's actually doing something for the people, nah, and he does absolutely nothing for the people, but he actually believes it. Elitist. That's what they do. They think they do no wrong. They think they're the best. Right. They think what they do is better for you because they know better. You know, that's how they operate, man. He can't hide it. And, and, and No, no. There is a very, 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 very famous clip when they won the, the championship down here. Okay. He was in the hallway. He had his hands in. He was giving his motivational speech. It was the lamest, most rehearsed thing 
non-genuine that I have ever seen in my entire life. Now listen, when you when I remember you said this to me way ha- before the way before the podcast. I mean, years ago yeah, you told me he's this. He's so right? phony. But here's the thing: he's the fakest person I've ever seen. When you told me that, you didn't have animosity towards LeBron. No, it was just you could see <laughs> right. he's not. It's not him. <laughs> right. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and do this. We're gonna right. give it up. No, he's not like that. You see, guy like Dwayne Wade in the middle pumping his arms. Birdman, Haslam. Yeah, they have the charisma. LeBron James has no charisma at all. Mm. He is a boring dud. Hands down, he's a dud. He just got skill set. He's just got a, a superior skill set. What he does, he right. does better than almost anybody ever of all time. Right. Other than that, he has nothing else to offer. <laughs> so stick in your lane, shut your face, and go do your thing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here's my second thing that I noted. Did you see the interview? Are we still what, are we done with LeBron James? <clears throat> oh, you got more to say? Do you know, did they, did they, have you noticed if they changed Tiffany Haddish's over, uh, voiceover on those commercials? I don't know who that is. You mean the the woman? Yeah. You know her name? Yeah. She's decently funny. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. She's I got the, the mole here. It, it, hold on, hold on, hold on. few things. She has a mold? Mole. A mole on her cheek. Yes, Tiffany what's Haddish. What did I say? Mold? Yeah. With a D? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I meant okay. M-O-L-E. Uh, yeah, she got someone on her she cheek. She has a mole? I yeah. never even noticed that before. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about the AT&T girl. No. The voiceover girl. Oh, I have no idea. Okay, so I, then you, you lost me. There's someone that's actually talking... On, like a narrator on top yeah. of the commercial. Never noticed it. Or at least if I noticed it, I didn't, I didn't think about it. This girl here, you don't recognize her from stuff? I don't have my phone to look up Tiffany Haddish. No, I don't. She's been in She's been a couple of things with Kevin Hart. Well, yeah, I mean, you probably don't watch her. You don't watch these kind of things. Right. I'm only asking because she got, her and Aerie Spears got in trouble being sued for participating in some sort of uh, kid sex abuse video oh. thing. So, okay, listen. So, so I'm I, I saw that article. Him and a guy, her and a guy. Yeah, it was like a skit that didn't go over too well, or not like it's coming up to light that it was more crate. Like I don't know what it is, okay. but I'm just wondering because she has a very distinct voice. And I'm thinking myself, if I wonder if they're gonna stick with her as a voice with this sex trafficking or sex sexual and abuse. Did they, did they? I don't know. She has a distinct voice, but I can't tell if it's her. I can't. I can't tell if it's her on the. On the commercial because it's a subtle sound. I don't know how to explain it. So I was like every time it comes on, I listen to it. I'm like, damn, is that her? Okay, is so, AT and T sticking with her after she's being in trouble for sexual abuse? Like, so, so here's here's I hope that, not. Here's something that's interesting. One, I saw I saw the article. I saw an article that came out about these two comedians. Right. Yeah. I had to look up who they were because I had no idea who they were. Yeah. And even though I looked them up, even now, like a week later, I still don't know who they are. Yeah, right. I so it. I have no idea who they are. And so. Um, but the fact that you knew that she was a voiceover in AT and T, it's yeah. like wow. I mean, that's pretty good on you. I would have she never. Has a, she has a distinct. She has a distinct voice. Like, okay. She has a little rasp to it. But you can't. And I, and but you can't, can't tell. No, I can't. I can't tell. Like, I'm trying to figure it out, but I don't. You know, I can't. I can't tell if it's her or not. And but and you're, just you're telling me that if if they haven't done it, you you're gonna have a problem with AT and T. I'm gonna be concerned that you know why haven't they fired somebody who's has allegations of being a you know of sexual abuse to kids, where but is it you, though? Is I mean like the reports? I mean, what do we know? We know that there was they did a skit, they did some. I, I from what they reported, it was kind of out of bounds. Kid, you know, they forced the. It's called incest something, where the kid, the two brother and sister, like were having sex or supposed to have sex or something like that you know it's just how it was worded was i don't know how you could think it would be funny if what they said but happened but, but i'm saying it, it was words or there are two 
the kids are saying, like, yo, they, they had us do this skit when we were kids. They were like 7 and 13 at the time or 7 and 11, somewhere along those lines. It was okay. a few years back for the uh, Funny or Die website. So I don't know the ins and outs. They, they're not reporting much about it other than these kids say this. Ongoing litigation. Uh, so are the kids older? Now? They're older now, yeah. And so, and they're the ones who's suing. Yeah. Okay. And this happened a lot, a few years back, maybe ten years ago or less. I, I'm, I don't want to go searching for it. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry but about it. It's I have to keep grabbing the wrong mouse. But there's something about that 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 happened, and I'm just wondering, like, if you hint at anything on the other side of the political spectrum, uh-huh. you're guilty until you're found innocent, and you're still guilty. So here they're saying this is what happened. To not give them the same but, screw you so that is was, a is a problem. So to that me. was interesting because when you were bringing this up, I was thinking like, I don't know enough about this, but I know that they haven't gone to court and they haven't been found guilty. So why would we automatically, you know, shun them? So this is what's going yeah. process in my mind. And I wouldn't shun them either until you're proven guilty, not in the court of public opinion, but where it actually matters. But, I, but except I just, for okay. it works the other way. Okay. So I have a problem with that. So because they do it to us, we need to start doing it back to them. Yeah. Hands down. No questions asked. Oh, man. Fight fire with fire. Stop doing... This is why Republicans always lose, because they're the... We're going to follow the rules and do it right. Get the hell out of here with remember, that crap. You're going to lose every time. Remember that Remember that clip by uh, Harris, you know, uh, so you're going to subvert democracy for the sake of democracy. Yeah. You know, like there's... there's there's only there's only so far that I'm willing to go, which is well, listen, that's why we're on the losing side because well, you're not willing to do anything that needs to get done. This is they need to they need to fight fire with fire. This is an interesting point, and maybe we'll get up to it depending on the next spin. Because I, I looked up the when I, when I was standing here as you were getting ready, yeah. I was looking up the Constitution, and if it comes up, I'll bring it up. But uh, yeah, there's got to be there's got to be a line that you don't cross, right? And because once you cross that line, then we no longer have what we what we think we yeah. have. We agree with free speech on the internet. Say what you want, but if you are directing someone to kill someone, that's a problem. Right, but so, you there's, can, a but right. You, so yeah, there's a line. Right, so there's a line. there's a line, but it, it needs to be a ridiculously high line. Okay. Here, if someone is saying something, the sketch could have been you know, deemed inappropriately through whose eyes. Okay, let's let the people who their job is to figure this out, figure it out and let everyone leave it alone. Right. But... It doesn't happen on the other side. So screw them, hit them now, and let them deal with it like everyone else does. See, but... <laughs> That's why you're always going to be on the losing listen, side. Listen. If you can't beat them, join them. Here's what's interesting about what you just said. The Everything, reason that I you're agree. saying what you just said is because you know that these two people are specifically far in the left. And you're like, yo, they need to pay, you know, because they, they've been they've been hurling stones at us all this time. No, not necessarily them. We need to start breaking their glass house. Just generally speaking, big corporations... Do this, all this political crap, this woke nonsense, you know, sensitivity stuff, all of these things, you know, you're employing someone who is being accused of being a child abuser. You know, in the NFL, you're like, I think if a guy does something shady off the field, but he's not arrested, not whatever, the NFL has nothing to do with it. Right. Don't find him. Don't suspend him. It's not your business. But we both know that's not true, that they're going to do something. Exactly. Okay. So... They're very consistent with their nonsense, so I have no problem with it. Okay. They're consistent with it. Okay. In the other corporations, Hollywood, they're flip-flopping. They only go after a certain group. Well, now, now listen. Now, here's what's interesting. Because and again, I, don't, I think I that's don't, an issue. Because I, I don't know. Because we, at this point, we don't know if they voiced her over at this point, right? But if they haven't voiced her over, 
and it, and they're letting it ride. On the one hand, I'm telling you that I'm okay with that because it's like we, we live in a society where you're innocent to proven guilty, yes. right? But the other thing, which is more to your point, is that there's a double standard here. And that's a but, problem But I have. let me tell you what the double standard here is. It's not because they're in, on the left. It's because they're black. And I have a and and I either that's a good point. But, but I'm bothered way, by the but it's, if, it's there, a problem. if there's any truth to this, right? That the fact that hold on a second, because this is a black person, we can't treat them like we would treat anybody else because you know that might that'll be even worse than doing what's right. You know what I'm saying? That would really freaking bother me, you know. And I and I and I believe that we are. As a society, we're heading in this direction where we're letting black people get away with murder. I mean, quite literally, get yeah. away with crap. And it's like, what the heck's going on here? You know, like, if if we can't see this for the racism that it is, on both sides, if we can't see, we if we can't call that out and saying that this is wrong, and, and that goes back to how I said earlier, there's got to be a line that's drawn. There's got to be a line that says, hey, everything on this side of the line is right and everything on that side of the line is wrong, yeah. period. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care what you identify as. I don't care any yeah. other stuff. Here's the line. On this side of the line is right. On that side of the line is wrong. And I'm telling you that if, if for whatever reason AT&T are, are making the calculated um, – um, they've made the calculation that taking her off would be more detrimental because she's black than than holding holding to what they quote unquote believe in. Yeah, I have a major problem with that. No, you're right because that's what they I would have do. A major major problem with that. Yeah, so I, I didn't look at it that way, but it's the same thing. They're they're being allowed to do something that anyone else, color, race, creed, whatever the hell it is, right. would be held accountable for if it if it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone should be upset about that. There's um. There's one other thing I want to talk about before the buzzer sounds. Where did you see the interview with Chervinsky? Like the pre, there was a you know they have the pre-show, no, the pre-football show. No, there's this there's this black girl. Uh, her last name is Brooks. I can't remember her first name, but she's she's part of the pre-show, right? Yeah. And she's interviewing uh, Chervinsky about like you know all the stuff that he's going through, you know. Especially the fact that they're calling <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> they're saying, put the other guy in. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that, I mean, that was that was hilarious. Uh, but anyway, you didn't see it. And you're not going to, I'll just say what I'm going to say. And that is, she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. She is very pretty. But she was talking to him like this. Yeah. You know, like the whole girly thing, flirting and, with him, and not flirting, but just being very, very girly while she was talking to him. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know how that what is this that was interpreted, but I saw the game, and it was 59 degrees and insanely windy. No, 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 no they were inside. This was a studio. Okay. They were in, they were in the studio. All right. But I'm just no, no, no. I, I, I promise you. I got you. Because there were there were segments where she was on the sideline and they and they caught her, and she just the way she nodded her head and flipped her hair and this. It's like, what are you doing? This is like you you you're wussifying my my game, man. Well, she this also is, has this is she, football. She also probably has no hair problems. No, man. No, I don't want to see over over dramatic girliness. When I'm watching uh, football, listen, I'm, and listen, I don't I'm have with a, you. I don't have a problem with girls. You know, there's there's a, at um, NFL today. I think it's called something that ESPN ESPN does. 
uh, with the woman, it's a, a blonde woman who leads the show, who anchors yeah. the show. I love her. I mean, I love her, and she's gorgeous too. Yeah. But so I don't have a problem with women. I have a problem with the over girliness. You know, what I'm saying in in this 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 barbaric sport. Like, come on, man, cut that nonsense out. Local. Wow, what do you got for local? Anything and everything. What do local you got? Sports. Uh, let me see here. Well, I had something the other day. I was thinking about it, but I'm I'm blanking here on the local stuff. Um, let me see here. I was it was something about invasive species. Cause I was looking at I was looking at something again, or maybe it was, I was watching uh, last night. Liam was watching. Uh, what's that show? The fishing guy, uh, Jeremy Wade, uh, River Monsters, and you know, there's we know down here. You have an invasive species of the Burmese pythons eating everything and anything in the Everglades. There are some monitors down there, like um, what's the monitor? Monitor giant lizards. Okay. Like um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Did you see that caption where there was a a, a giant lizard crawled up someone's uh, on the refrigerator? On or? the no 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 the sliding glass door. No, I mean, but it wasn't like a iguana type lizard. It, it was, was a like, monitor. It was for sure. It was like I screamed when I, when Jesus, I was like, "Oh, geez. what the heck?" The guy who doesn't want to whistle football. Listen, is hey, listen, screaming hey, over hey, lizards. Hey, it's I don't disgusting. like lizards either. It's disgusting. It was huge, man. Yeah, huge. Like like an alligator, huge man. Yeah, they get like ten <laughs> you know feet what I'm saying? long. Like, what the heck, man? And and it was able to go vertical on a on a door. Come on, man. That's that's scream worthy, man. <laughs> no, I get. Listen, if I think it's here, it's this one. Well, that's a cat, but um, but yeah, these monitors, these things out here, they are eating everything and anything you can find. Like right around, we we live near some canals and lakes. They have these things called sea chickens or blackbirds with like the red beaks, and they were all over in the Everglades. I go to, I do an Everglades tour once in a blue moon and go over all the nature and stuff down there. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. But the guy, you know, giving the tour last time was like, listen, you notice the sea chickens are gone, the these are gone, the that are gone. These monitors, the snakes, they swim through the water, and these birds are just floating on top, and they snatch them and bring them down. Not just the alligators, everything else. So the wildlife down there is completely almost gone it, as far are as— monitors native? No, none of these things are native. Where did, where did it come from? People let them go. They get, you know, you have a lizard, you think it's a cool little pet, like a bearded dragon. They get like five, you know, uh, two or three feet long. No mm-hmm. big deal, no harm, no foul. Um, they will mess up the ecosystem by eating native lizards or native plants like iguanas do, but they don't eat other wildlife. You know, the Everglades has the rare panthers down there, bears, deer, uh, rabbits, pigs, all that stuff. And monitors grow to 10 plus feet. So they will eat anything. So they are... And then the snakes, snakes will only eat, with the, only kill what they can eat. But they can, they're 20 plus foot long. So they will go after a panther, a deer, and eat an alligator, stuff like that. But these things don't have any natural predators. So they continue to get big. And Florida has, the reason I'm bringing this up, we watch river monsters. Mm-hmm. And there's these snakes, uh, snakes, there's these fish, invasive species. There's some piranha down here, like throughout the canals and whatnot. But there's something down here called a snakehead. It's a fish that, I mean, I don't want to sound crazy because it's, it's how it's, it's said, lives, it can live out of water. Live out of water. It can live out of water for about three days. They are insanely aggressive as far as they just attack for the sake of attacking. Like they, you know, there's a video they show on River Monsters of the guy feeding his CS snakeheads in a tank, three or four of them, and they're about eight, nine inches long. Drops a uh, goldfish in, and within seconds, it's cut in half. Right. 
and they, he eats the one side and lets the other one just kind of float around and die, and that's what, that's what they do. So these fish are down here, and we have an assortment of different fish in the Everglades. From what I understand, this, this, this episode was, was recorded maybe 10 years ago. They haven't made it down to the Everglades yet. But down here in Florida, the atmosphere, the climate, allows for reptiles, and I guess fish aren't reptiles, but they can, they can thrive year-round. They don't have to hibernate. That's always warm. Mm-hmm. So the snakes, their metabolism slows down as they get older. Mm-hmm. But because Florida never really gets cold, they will always grow. There's no limit to how reptiles can stop growing, from what I understand. They will continue to get bigger and bigger. Okay. So these things are the fish we have in Florida, the snakes, the monitor lizards, you know. And Briella watches this guy on YouTube, and he's upset that they're trying to – this is a couple years ago – like ban exotic species down here. And I'm not for banning it also, but you can't trust people to screw up. The problem is already here. The snakes are already here. The lizards are already here. They don't want someone thinking they got a little iguana. Oh, man, it's five feet long. I can't have it and let it go outside. Okay. Because now everything runs rampant. And the reason I bring this up is, again, how Florida operates. It is a very unique place. It's the only place in the world that has crocodiles and alligators living in the same place. The Everglades is a special place. So people out there listening, this isn't a PSA because I'm I'm I uh, I'm not a I don't know how to say it. I I like the environment. I wanted to not suffer, but I'm not one of these I'm dying for animal rights crap people. That's not me. But you got to pay attention out there because Florida is very unique, and there's a problem out there. So so our so our, our Everglades are being hurt right now. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, they're pretty much. They're pretty much shot. There's over 100,000 Burmese pythons in the Everglades that are wreaking havoc left and right. Didn't, and they can never be stopped. I'm going to say, didn't they, like, I could have sworn, like, last year they had, like, a... They have it every year. They have an annual hunt. They have okay. they have snake hunters. You know, they get a few hundred dollars per snake, this, that, and the other. But the Everglades is, you know, millions of acres, I believe. Okay. You're never going to get them. They, they go into places. Like, I watch these shows where these guys go down and hunt for snakes. They're always on the beaten path. They're always on the road, looking down the road. And then when the camera pans to the left, until the horizon, you see nothing but bushes and trees and sticks. And they know better than to go in there. Yeah, like you're never. These these things are everywhere. Right. You no, know, getting but, a few hundred a year does help. But my thing is that they should probably do it more more than once a year. No, they do it all the time. There are there okay. are snake hunters that do, but every night. But once a year, they have like a big annual. How many can you get in a week type thing? Right. But I'm but what I'm saying is that that annual thing yeah. probably should be biannual or quarterly or something no, like I that. I mean, there are people who constantly do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I always say I want to go with uh, Amy's brother, Ralph. Like, I would love to go snake hunting and see what oh, I can no, find no, out no, there. Oh, no, These things are big, man. They, these things are I, big. I know. I had them as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you had nothing this big as yeah, a kid. Yeah, dude. I had, a eight, I had an eight-foot boa constrictor. I had an eight-foot Burmese python, a five-foot Burmese python. How thick? Uh, the boa was about this big around. Yeah. That, he oh. was solid. You couldn't, like, I remember we caught him at my aunt's house. It was me and my dad and my aunt's husband at the time, and we had him by his head and his tail. We were pulling him, and he would not budge. This thing is a solid piece of muscle. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, if a snake locks in, you can move it. A guy that we used to live down the street, uh, my parents' house, um, he's, no, he's no longer there anymore, so I guess the statute of limitations is up. His garage had, thir- you know, 20 by 20 cages. He had 20 25-foot snakes around his entire garage. 50-foot Burmese pythons, 20-foot Burmese pythons. How do they kill? They, they could suffocate. They boom, wrap up, and he would feed them rabbits, pigs, ducks. It was incredible. So my thing is that 
you weren't scared that this is going to attack you? No, I was in the cage. I wasn't in the cage. Yeah, I'm saying the one that you said you were pulling and pulling. No, if it bites me, it sucked, but it wouldn't eat me. It couldn't kill me. It wasn't uh, around my neck. Oh, man. You, you, I mean, and you're scared of lizards. I mean, you, Little you, ones. The little lizards. That, do you understand? Hand size. Do you understand how that doesn't make any sense to me at all? Like, you, you'll you go and grab a, I, a, a snake by, by a tail, and you're scared of a lizard. Well, so I was younger as well. But how do you think it makes me feel? Being not, I, I'm not afraid of the big, giant iguanas. They don't bother me at all. Right. It's the little ones. Them, they move too fast for how big they are. They don't have a sense of direction. <laughs> they just take off. And if you are in their path, when they take off, they like my patio outside, two or three every day, get up on the patio. One day. And they will run smack listen, into the wall. One day we need to take a turn. picture. And you can see, I, I, like, us standing up. And you can see... Billy's size, and then you're gonna appreciate. Yeah, six, three, about you're gonna, you're gonna truly appreciate the humor <laughs> in the fact that he's scared of lizards, man. It's like, come on, man, get out of here with that. But listen, I want to go back to that 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 fish that you were talking about. Yeah, uh, fish head, snakehead, snakehead. It looks like a fish, right? Yeah. Okay, so which means that if it's out of water. It's just gonna just laying there. It's not like it can move. It, it wiggles and it can it can move, kind of like an eel, but it's not like it has it has fins, you know. But it's not pectorals where it's gonna crawl. But it does know enough to wiggle like a very slow snake okay. and get where it's gotta go. Man, that is anyway. The, like I brought this up for a specific reason. It's just Florida is very unique, and you know. It's a very unique place to be. Wow, man! It's a it's a very unique place to be. So you don't want to uh, screw it up by being selfish with your your animals, you know? Because again, I'm not against banning people, wow. but that's it, amazing. Yeah, they're incredible looking. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm not against banning people. Hey, no more exotic reptiles because. Like a looter in a riot. I'm not going to go out there and cause any problems. But if I see 40 people out there causing problems, what are the chances I get caught? I'm going to go out there and do my thing. If I have a giant snake and the field is empty, I'm not going to let my giant snake go. That's horrible. But if I see 40 snakes out there, hey, screw this. Go for it. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I understand why you'd want to ban these reptiles. In um, Homestead, they have things called um, tagoos. They're about a four or five foot lizard that are... They're not very quick, I don't believe. They're kind of aggressive. And they can easily be tamed. So they have these are called tagoos. These are all over Homestead, uh, Miami. Man, that looks like what I saw on the window. Yeah. On the on the what well, I mean, on the stained glass window. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The, uh, th- what's the difference between this and a um The monitor? No, not the monitor, but the um dragon. The, the bearded dragon? Yeah, not bearded dragon. Is it kimono dragon? Kimono dragon. Oh, they're they're by far and away big, mean. Like how big is that? Do you think? That's about three to four feet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But it's thick. It's solid. Okay, okay, okay. But um, this is gross, man. Like I hate lizards. I hate anything that looks like that, man. Anything, well, any reptile. I just got no use for it at all. Let me see. Like, the, but again, these things are everywhere. Oh, here's, you, you this guys is should the, look it up. You guys yeah, should look it, it up. Here, this is a monitor it's, crawling. It's really gross. It's really gross to me. That might be a tagu crawling on this thing. Don't show me the video. Show me the picture. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I see it here. Looks like a Godzilla giant reptile crawls in somebody's home. That's it right there. Yeah, that you're yeah. talking about. I see it. You see how big it is? Yeah. 
Look at that thing, man. I told you, man. I mean, like, I literally, if, if, I, if it was in my house, I would shoot through it. I would shoot through the glass, kill yeah, it, it. It's a monitor, yeah. It's a monitor. I would yeah. shoot through Savannah, the glass. Savannah monitor. And kill it just to be sure that, like, just no. so all the other monitors know, well, don't have, come in this have, yard. It kinda like, it's not like an alligator at all, but you'd have to shoot the underbelly because the top has some armor to it. Like, these things are made to fight and, you know, go at each other. But it would be a headshot, man. No, it, it, I'm with you for sure. And I'm like, I would never want. We had this conversation before. If I see a bunch of little eggs of, of iguanas, I'm gonna put them down and smother them. Whatever. I'm not gonna cut off the head of a baby little iguana running around. These things here, I would like going to hunt snakes. I would want to catch a, a 20 foot snake and cut its head off, mm -hmm. even though I know it needs to be done because it's ruining everything else. I mean, literally, panthers. Like, there's a video of, of one like, killing a panther. Panthers are rare down here. But these giant snakes are out there. It's just kind of the reason I brought this up because we're talking local. We have a very special place down here in South Florida. A, a special ecosystem. Yeah, and it's it's a problem when people don't respect it. And again, I don't believe in global warming, climate change, and all that crap. But I do believe in tangible evidence. These invasive species are ruining a very important part of the world. Again, crocodiles and alligators don't live anywhere else together except for South Florida except for the Everglades. We have bears, deer, all sorts of stuff. And these things are out there. It's causing a big problem. So people, get it together. <laughs> you go tell your neighbor, and he tell go tell his neighbor, and we make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, man. Like, I had, you know, I had snakes as a kid. I got rid of my, I gave them to a local reptile shop because mm -hmm. I wasn't going to let them go. You know, I remember this, I believe this all happened in, like, uh, Hurricane Andrew, 92. A lot of specialty Reptile places got destroyed. The zoo got destroyed. Miami. That's why we have parrots flying around everywhere. And and when Hurricane Andrew hit, it destroyed a lot of stuff, and these things got out. And pythons, they breed anywhere from 40 to 60 eggs at a time, up to 100 eggs at a time, depending on the size of the snake. Half live. So you're producing 50 snakes you know, um, per snake. You're, you're producing thousands upon thousands upon thousands a year. And all they do is eat and destroy things. Have you seen this? What's that? A hurricane? It's a tropical depression right now. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> show me, show me a model that doesn't put Florida in the destructive zone. Okay. They don't exist. Okay. Even the ones out, like I have the the Max Tracker on my phone. Okay. Even the ones that are in the Atlantic, closer to Africa, Africa. going. East, right. there's still one model that shoots, oh, we're going to make it this way. Like, get the hell out of here. Stop <laughs> with the nonsense. There's a, there's a dude on uh, on um, Instagram, OMG, it's Wix. He does, you know, how and how it is in Florida. And he does a thing about hurricanes. He's like, tropical storm, hey, man, we're having a barbecue. You know, uh, oh, we got upgraded to a, a, a hurricane one, a category one. Hey, man, we're having this get-together outside, we're getting married. It's up to a category three. Hey, come on, man, we're going to go outside and play football. Or it's category five. Hey, man, I think it's kind of getting serious out here. <laughs> and it's it's true. Like, we see people on the news all the time. We used to, like, when the hurricanes hit a lot down here, we would put on the Weather Channel. And they'd all be out there by the ocean, banging around, all this crazy stuff. You're by the ocean. Of course it's going what, to look bad. What do you bad. expect? Yeah, yeah. Like, How do you think it's going to look? The rest of it is going to rain badly. Hopefully you're boarded up. But, I mean, it's not like a tornado where, you, where it just happens and you have no, no defense. Mm -hmm. You see it coming for weeks. So how could you be shocked? How could you be surprised it hits you? Like, come on, man. <laughs> 
All right, that was it for local. Dude, you my, heard you heard that the, the, the hurricane that that hit uh, Puerto Rico that they the whole island lost their power oh, again. Yeah. yeah, and it was that was two times. So we got to jump and don't have two times here. Family and it was and it blew my mind that uh, the whole island like wasn't just a couple of years ago where the same thing happened. Yeah, no, no. Trump was in office, so I don't know if it was this his last year in office. Yeah, but it was his fault the hurricane hit and knocked the yeah. power out though. So let's not <laughs> don't forget that. But the bottom line is, dude, that's <clears throat> a, I I would not want to live someplace where every couple of years, you know, for as far as my eyes can see. There's no power, and, well, and, and it's going to be that way for a while. Family topic, Steve. Your 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 family's from Haiti. Talk about being in the danger zone, dude. I, I mean, every year you seem like you have to rip and rebuild because you're going to get hit by four hurricanes, guaranteed. It's insane. Again, I I, I would not. I want to say it again. Yeah. I don't want to live someplace. No, <laughs> you know man, I, I get where you. That the grid is so porous or so um, yeah. ineffective that the slightest wind like this can come and then. You know, now here's a th- the one thing I would say about Haiti is Haiti's on the west side of the island, which is a, the west side. The west side. They're the problem side. Well, I don't know what side you could. I, I really don't know, but I know Haiti gets hit, and then when it goes over Dominican Republic, the mountains break it up, so it's not that bad. Hold on, maybe I'm wrong. Going across, maybe Haiti's on the east side. I think it is because I know I know they always talk about how the, they, no no no. All right, okay. Haiti's on the west side. Haiti's on the west side. I was right. So then how come they get side. crushed and, and Dominican Republic almost never does because of the mountains like that? I don't know how that works. Someone, t- there, what side of the hurricane is the worst side? Is it the left, north quadrant? I have no idea. There's, I know there, the eye there's is a, a there's a how quad, it spins there's out. A quad, yeah. There's a quadrant. If you break up the hurricane into fours, there's a quadrant that's supposed to be the worst side, the dirty side, if you will. Okay. And I and I don't know if it's the north left side and hurricane spinning like this, so I'm not I'm not sure. But what I would tell you is that I was gonna say I was gonna make the argument that because Haiti's on the west side, that um, maybe because you never hear about Haiti's grid like the, the, the whole island losing power, right? I mean, I don't want to sound crass, but I didn't know they had power in part. And the, oh. the and the places they show that get right. destroyed, right? They seem to be in just like huts. Well, I mean, again, it's the news. L- no, 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 no. What listen, they listen, show. listen. But even in Puerto Rico, they have huts. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean, it's just like it is no, what right. it is. Yeah, that's a good I, point. I'm just saying, like, when I hear about Puerto Rico, they said the entire island has no power. Yeah, I don't even. That's like. No, a friend of mine I, I can't work, even works for the, the local uh, power company, and they they get loaned out to different places. And he went to Puerto Rico a while back. He's like, yeah, it's just the, the it looks like you know, I don't I'm I'm not gonna paraphrase for him, but it looks kind of how like America looked power wise in the 30s, like mm-hmm. it's it's a thousand wires wrapped around some poles because they're not the infrastructure is not there or the technology is not there or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you travel back in time. And, and there's pictures you can see online mm-hmm. of, uh, of Puerto Rico's, you know, electrical grid as far as what it looks like after a hurricane. <clears throat> I'm curious as to out of how many years has Puerto Rico been in our system where and they have governors and mayors and all that stuff where they like, OK, we, we need to fix this. So this is this is like my primary mission yeah. as governor is to make sure that over the next course of the next 10, 20 years, that this gets fixed. Excellent segue. Primary mission is you stay on topic with family, and neither one of us are Puerto Ricans, so we are done talking <laughs> about Puerto Rico. 
I, so try, you, I try to link in Haiti with your your heritage and and uh, listen, man, bringing I'm, in hurricanes. I, I'm, I'm but then Haitian, you went off on I'm Haitian, Puerto Rican. I'm, we don't have, we can't I'm, have that. I'm Haitian in name only. Gotcha. You know, I'm Haitian. In fact, I was who? Well, it's family. Like I said, you're, I was you, talking to somebody, and we brought up Haiti. Yeah. And oh, we're talking about languages. And oh, he's an Italian guy. I was talking to a pastor who's Italian. And he can speak Italian. He's Amer- He was born here, but he can speak Italian because his family's Italian. Yeah. And he asked me, and I said, like, I speak Creole so poorly that in in a in a tense situation, like let's say you and I were in a situation yeah. where we're surrounded by Haitians who want to do some damage to us. Yeah. If I spoke Creole, it might make make things worse. That's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm so poor at speaking Creole that, and my understanding is so poor that if we if like you you just Speak English, Steve. Speak English. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Can you speak Creole, man? We might get it. You know, that's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, so how's things with your family? Everybody's good. How's Trying basketball going? Uh, we are currently one and one. Okay. Are it, you Are you coaching? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to, but I got an email when we first started. Like, hey, you know, coaches meeting here. And I'm like, hold on a second, coaches meeting. So I emailed the guys. Hey, am I coaching? He's like, yeah, we need a coach. So hold on a second. You guys didn't need a coach last year, and you, you exiled us out. Didn't We came in late. We came in late this year, and you accepted us. It was only because you needed a coach? He's like, well, we, yeah, we needed a coach. I want to say, screw you. But <laughs> Liam wanted to play, and okay. they wouldn't have a, you know, so. Why would you come in late? Because I take my time to do things. Mm. I do things in okay. my time. Okay. I'm going to lead us that way. Okay. But um, so we, we got it set up, and I ended up coaching. I, I don't really want to. I want to watch Liam play. I don't want to coach him and watch him as it, you know, that way. But yeah, we're one and one. We lost the first game in overtime. It was we had a forfeit. They had three players oh, I've there. I've never seen overtime before. Yeah, we had three players there, and th- they had three players. We had our six, and they came up and we. Um, it's okay. You're gonna forfeit. You know, game over. You want to just play for fun? Everybody's here. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. We, we're here. So I told the other kids and the other team, your team lost. You have a forfeit. Go ask your parents if you want to stay and play. So the three of them said yes. I gave them one of my kids. We're going to have a four and four. So as we were getting set up, one of their other kids showed up. So you guys got four. So I took my kid back, and we'll do four and four. And then halfway during the game, it was it was a not a barn burner by any stretch. <laughs> okay, we're struggling for points. Okay. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, listen, just a heads up. Like, you know, second quarter or whatnot. Are we, is this like a real game? Like, I forgot the answer. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because their coach never showed up. He had a problem with the family. They're playing with no coach. Yeah, so one of the head, the guy who runs the league showed up. And he was just sitting on the bench with them. I go, just FYI, we still forfeit? He goes, oh, no, no, they got their team here. You know, this is a real game. I'm like, okay. So I turned to the kids, hey, just a heads up. There's no longer a forfeit. We're no longer playing for fun. We have to go out there and win. But I committed to playing just four kids against four. I wasn't going to put in the fifth one and do okay. that. You know, if the other person, had, he had like a death in the family or something, so that's like a legit reason. But if they were just lazy or some other crap, I'd do four and five. I'm not going to pick up for your mistakes. Screw you. Mm-hmm. But we had, you know, we played. We started with four, we kept with four. So we, we were playing with the fours, and we ended up getting the overtime. I think we lost by one or two points in overtime. We were out-rebounded, out, and we'd had one practice game on Sunday. So everybody was kind of feeling it out, and again, we lost by a couple points. I had a conversation with them. I like, listen, they had one big kid who was like as big as Liam was. No one else really knew what to do, one kid who can half dribble the ball. We shouldn't have lost that game. So we had a good practice, played last weekend, uh, won by 
I don't know, 15 points. And the team we played wasn't that good. So we okay. didn't we didn't like all of a sudden get better. Okay. We just we played we it was 14 to 12 at halftime and 28 to 16 in the third quarter. We for, just turned it on. And then we ended up winning in the game. And the guy we went against, we coached against. I've coached on his team. We've gotten to a fight before about how he does this thing. He's a whiny crybaby. He pisses me off. In the fourth quarter, one of my kids was hustling for a ball, got the rebound, and it was you know falling down for a travel. So I, I tried to call a timeout, and they, you know, oh travel, travel. He's like, come on, man, you you already got the ball. You guys are up by thirty points. You know, stop calling timeout. And I looked at him, and I, I just took a deep breath. Because I don't hold back with this guy. I'll put him in his place. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. And we happen to share the same court on practice night. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give him crap during the game because I don't want to deal with his crap during the week. And, you know, something else came up. And we were uh, – we only have six kids. So five play. No, so we have seven kids. Five play. Two of them are, are pretty good. One is big and fast and strong. And then we have some hustle kids. And his team is not that good or big or fast or strong. So we get down to the last five minutes, and I do a substitute. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, what, you, what am I doing? He's like, you guys are already winning. Why are you bringing your kids back in? I go, my kids are tired. That's why I'm bringing them back in. Tell your kids to play better, and I, you, know, you don't have to worry about it. Right. I'm not dealing with crap. Right. So then, so then I, put, I, let, I gave the kids a couple-minute rest because they were the faster, the better kids, the dribblers, and I put them back in. Go back in and dog them out. Now, screw, screw this guy. I don't like that stuff. Shut your face. I took these kids out because they were tired. Listen, I, I'm surprised that he That shit would, pisses me off, But listen, bro. I'm surprised that he wouldn't even speak on that. Listen, you know? he complained during the draft about how kids were set up, who was drafting. Because we have one team. So, so he's got a personality problem. He's yeah, got a he's pr- a pain in the ass. Defect. He's such an annoying, yeah. annoying human being. Okay. You know, but... And normally, I'm like, listen, I, I left it on the first time. But to me, he's someone who's always loudmouth, never checked, probably trying to buy yes and whatever it is. And that bothers me personally that maybe that's my personality defect. Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear your crap. I don't, I don't care what you have to say. And if you're used to whining and complaining, I, you're not going to whine and complain around me. I give you one chance. Say what you got to say. If you say something else, then I'm, then I'm going to have to respond to it. You get one chance. If you're an adult, if you're like a kid or, or a family member, you get two times to say something stupid, then I'm going to fire back at you. Because I understand the power of words. You're not going to hurt my feelings with words, but I'm going to make sure, perf- like, I'm going to intentionally say something that I know is going to hurt your feelings. Because you're not fighting to be, oh, hey, great hair. I love the way you look today. No, I'm going to try to make you upset. <laughs> so if, you know, this guy who I don't know, I'd shred him apart, right. hands down, you know? Right. Uh, his son's out there, his wife, I know their history with the problems they were having back then. It had come right out left and right in front of everybody. You know, I'd have no, hint, no doubt about it. Who's your star of your team? Anybody on your team that I know? No. The um the star of my team? So all these are new I really, players? I don't really have a star on my team. So all these are new players? I, like, you can't even point to a guy and say, oh, this is the guy. Oh, yeah, no, no. They're all – I don't – when we had the draft, when we had when we had the draft the other day, I did not recognize – the only the only person I recognized was a kid who was on my team a couple of years ago. The kid – um. He was a space cadet. He did everything we didn't want him to do, but he never stopped hustling. He, he was, from the time we started to the time we ended, he was in shape. No problem. No, he was never tired. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get him on my team because I can see, for the, we, didn't, we didn't play last season. It's a few months off. So he, can, he got considerably better, and I wanted him on my team. But somebody deemed him a top guy, took him first, so I, I, didn't, I ended up not getting him. But he was the only kid I recognized 
from the 60, 70 kids that were out there. Oh, really? Yeah. So everything is turned over. Yeah, because because a lot of the kids aged out. It's up at sixth to eighth grade. There's about so this is Liam's last year. Yeah, there's about twenty to thirty sixth graders, maybe ten seventh graders, and maybe ten to twenty eighth graders ar- around there. Did Did you watch that Samaritan movie? Not yet. No. Oh my goodness, no, man! I'm, I'm, I, I saw because I, I because I was watching Prime yesterday. Uh, um, because it was on Prime yesterday, I saw the commercial. <laughs> And as, as soon as I saw his face, I was like, Liam! <laughs> no, I want I want to watch it. I have I almost see if Amy wants to watch it, but we've been watching uh, Shit's Creek, so I don't want to watch anything else. Okay. Oh yeah, we're goodness. we're one and one. His football team, we're we ran out of practice the last three uh, three practices. They still haven't set up a time for the games yet. You know, they're still waiting on uniforms, and they got to set the games and all this stuff. But we keep getting rained out. His team needs to practice. You know, I'm curious to see how it's going to go. He's playing quarterback on that team, and I need I want him to learn more being mobile, more running around, all this stuff, throwing on the run. So listen, I want to change covers ever so slightly. Remember that that poach you put out about the hundred dollars about yeah. the guy robbing. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know that you did a you did a a video on it. So the kids were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I think both Sarah and Micah watched it. So. But you didn't give an answer. Like there was no like you just put it out there and you never said this my is the, answer, this this my, the official answer. My answer what well, for the for what, the riddle. I have no idea what it is. Oh, so you just put it out there. Yeah, I don't oh, know I don't know what the answer is. Well, we know what the answer is now, right? I have no idea. Are you Amy, it's, open, it's open to interpretation. No, it's not open to interpretation, man. It how is. how is it open to interpretation? Cuz the question asks how much money did the store lose. Oh, so because it said money it's again your interpretation. Okay. Is it money? They only lost thirty bucks. They got the hundred back, spent seventy in goods, thirty given, or is it overall? Okay. You lost your hundred, got the hundred back, but then seventy in goods, thirty. So you lost. So you lost a hundred. A hundred, or you took a hundred, get the hundred. Like however people figure it out. But, I have no idea. No, no, I'm saying there's only two answers, right? If, if no, you, there's only one answer. Well, but well hold on. I was gonna say there's only two interpretations. There's only two answers, and you yes. guys gotta go check out this video. What, what, what number? What is? What's it called? It's called Help Us Settle a Family help a, Debate. Help Us sat- Settle a Family Debate. You guys, go, you guys got to go watch this. But hold on. There's yeah. only two answers, man. If you say that we're talking strictly cash, then it's $30. If you're talking overall, then it's $100. I mean, what else? What other answers could there be? Sarah kept cracking up. She said, Leo kept saying $60. Yeah, I don't And it's like, I, like no. I don't even understand like how we even got to a place of $60. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? It's like, what is he talking about? He's like, he said, I don't. I don't care whatever you, whatever you guys say. Sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I don't like, know how he does it. He does it. <laughs> it makes no sense. But when you watch it, he's like, "Well, they took the thirty and they got the thirty back." Okay, you can see how that adds up to sixty. But I don't. I think you're missing the point because they gave the hundred back. Mm-hmm. So all that was a wash. You got a hundred. You got a hundred. Gave a hundred. But then you you know seventy and thirty. Right. So it looks like a wash. But I, I still looked at it as the hundred's gone. So you're using stolen money. So you're already out a hundred dollars, and then you get another hundred dollars taken away from you. That's two hundred. No. But you get the hundred, replenish it. So now it's back to zero, and then you get free seventy dollars of goods and thirty dollars change. So you lose a hundred dollars. Right. That's yeah. correct. Right. That right. makes sense. Right. Or it's well, is it now? Is it one of these? Oh, you read too much into it. How much money did they lose? Well, that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, thirty dollars. That's I what I'm saying. Yeah. The answer could be only one of two things. Yeah. Is it is gonna be thirty or it's gonna be a hundred? Yeah. I can't yeah, see. So Andy was like looking. 60, a friend 
friend, like, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, one of those things posted it. So she was trying to find where it actually came from. Okay. And I don't think she ever found it yet. So okay. I'm curious to see because they're like, like you, you, and my dad were like 170. Um, that's what that's where I went to first, but yeah. without, without giving it much thought. That was my knee jerk reaction. Yeah. But then I got hit again, and I looked at it, and I once I saw Sarah's explanation, I was like, oh, of course. What am I talking about? You the know, wrap what I'm up, go. But um, but anyway, I but found yeah, it, it. It it led to a good conversation, good discourse yeah. in the family. But uh, yesterday, I was at a school. I, I got to the school early, yeah, and so I got to sit in the class for like ten or fifteen minutes. Do you know what I didn't know was cool? What what was in vogue and back in style? Was the Crocs? Um. Okay. Did you know that? I didn't know they were out of style. People I, wear. I see people wear them all the time. I I, I don't wear them. Rayla wears them. Oh my goodness! They are ugly as uh, can and they're, all and they're, get out. In my opinion, they're very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even know. I would and never let, put them on my feet because they're so ugly. They are ugly, but they're from. I've worn them once or twice, or had the Croc material. Uh, maybe it was and, a, and it's like hard rubber, right? Yeah. Okay. And for me. The issue that I had was the top part of my feet was rubbing on rubber. Okay. That's very uncomfortable. I can walk on it, no problem. Mm -hmm. But when I'm walking and it's sliding on my, it's blistering my pinky toe. Of course, toe, my, of course. I, I don't There's like no it. comfort, right. If they had felt underneath or something, maybe. But people, they wear Crocs and socks. Well, I'm down for that too. But I'm, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to wear shoes. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of, even though I wear socks Listen, and sandals I, I, all the time. Hold on. I just want to say this. When, whenever it was, to me, I, I could be totally miss. I could be totally wrong with this, but yeah. it was like 20 years ago when Crocs were in style. I, and I listen, my num my top, my math could be off. Yeah. But let's just say it's 10 years ago or 15 yeah. years ago. All I know is that I thought it was dead and gone. Right? I thought Crocs were gone. I come into this classroom, and so I'm sitting there, and you know, people getting up and walking around, and, and that person's got a Crocs, that person's got Crocs, yeah. that person's got Crocs. Like, and another thing, SpongeBob pants, like tidy what tight. SpongeBob yeah. shorts, you know, with their long socks and their Crocs, so ugly. I can't even believe. Like, who are you people? Like, this is your, how you your dress. Your question shouldn't be about what they're wearing. Like, it should be. It should be. Why are they allowed to wear that to school? You're That's there good. to learn. You're there to be. School is a social thing. It's a teaching to be on time thing. It's learning. Mm -hmm. It's a. It's a job without being paid. You have to be accountable. You have to wear. Uh, you have the dress code. You have to be able to do what needs to be done in your time frame. It's mini, it's mini work. Like, I, I, that's how it should be anyway. So why are these kids allowed to wear Crocs and pajamas to school? I don't know, man. You wonder why know. America's falling back in yeah. education because of crap like this. I, I don't, I don't ever remember it being like that when I was younger. Oh hell, I mean, no. you it had was, a dress code. Girls couldn't wear. There was a girl. spaghetti straps because it was enticing the guys. Right. You know, maybe this is more clothing, but you, you look a homeless person. But, but no, you say homeless. There was a girl that was there. I, 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 the, the, I was in a class of 10th graders. Yeah. So there was a girl that was there. She looked very sweet because I can tell how she was bouncing around and talking to people like she was a real cool kid, right? Yeah. But the way she was dressed, I thought she was homeless. And 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 I'm like, why are you dressed like this? You know what I'm saying? Like she had like uh, sweatpants on, yeah. you know. And the reason and they're dressed like, like this is because they're allowed to dress. Hoodie, there, there used over to be head, accountability. You know, it's like... Crocs again. She had Crocs, yeah. you know, and you can see she was wearing socks. Listen, that like, sounds what, like what is this? That was a public school, wasn't it? It was yeah, a public I, school. You know, people think public schools are a joke. You wonder why. And now, now here's what's interesting. I don't think because my kids didn't go to traditional public school, and yours either. I, I think I've been distant from seeing this, right? Yeah. And then I normally go to school after school, so 
let's just say I, I get a certain type that comes into the club, right? Yeah, yeah, I got so, you. So it's like I am... I was blown away because now I'm actually in a class. So I'm seeing yeah. the classroom setting. I'm looking around like, what the, what what's going on here, man? Yeah. No, I used to do that when I used to do that, when I used to do after school. I would like school set up thirty kids in a classroom. You had ten great kids, ten so and so kids who can go either way, and then ten knuckleheads. And that was the bulk of your class. And after and aftercare, you had thirty kids from all over. You had five great kids, twenty in the middle kids mm -hmm. and you had five to ten crazy kids because uh, uh, most of the time the kids with single parent or an older brother or sister at home were the rowdier kids with less discipline and had to stay after and after school so it makes sense when you say you know i'm usually after school and i see this because the kids are on point probably have accountability at home discipline at home won't go to school looking homeless mm -hmm. so they probably go home with a parent or someone there to watch them because they have a better family setup you know, versus the kids who dress how they want because they're not being told how to dress. Mom and dad is either at work super early or work is super late. And nobody's paying attention to them and they're left their own devices. So it's interesting that you, you said that because I always thought that. The kids in after school make up more of the rowdy kids during the day than not so, because of their family dynamic is what I always saw. Here's something that's also interesting that I saw was that this was 10th grade and yeah. they were all taking out. This was an algebra two class. Yeah. I'm like, these are 10th graders, because I didn't take Algebra 2 until I was in 11th grade. So you hear 10th graders who are taking Algebra 2, and I asked the teacher, I said, man, 10th grade taking Algebra 2? She said, yeah, these are, she didn't say these words, but she almost, it was, these, this, this, this is the cream of the crop. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the cream of the yeah. crop? Are you freaking kidding me, well, man? again, dressing has nothing to do with how smart you are. But, no, I understand, but look, I think it all plays into it, man. I don't think you can separate. No, I, I, I don't believe that at all. Oh, man. I, I think that. So in, on, a, on a bell curve, right? Mm. So you have your on either side of the bell curve, you have your outliers, right? The ones that are like not part of the norm. Is, okay? this, is this your move where you set up your argument where it only makes sense because you've got to prove your point? No. I don't think so. I, don't Jeff think I, is, I, I know I, Jeff is thinking I, it right I, now. I don't think I do that at all. 100%. I don't think I do you're, that at you're, all. Then if, it, then if it, I can show that you're wrong, well, then for the sake of argument then, here's how it's going to go when it doesn't make sense. I don't know what you're saying. All right, let's okay. go. I'm ready. But the bell curve is the norm. This is everyone. Yeah. Most people fall within the bell curve, yeah. right? So I'm saying that you could probably show me uh, an example of people on either side of uh, on this yeah. to d to dispute what I'm saying. And I'm saying that's, that's true. I'm not saying there's a 100%. But I'm saying, but in the majority, I think that the way you dress, the way you, you know, put on your clothes yeah. and uh, and go out in public, there, there could be a direct um, um, correlation to how you behave. I could see that. For that's, sure. That's, all, that's the only point I'm making. Yeah, yeah so, I can see that. So I'm telling you that if this is the cream of the crop, they might be smart, no doubt, yeah. right? But the way they're dressing, the way they're carrying themselves could pretend to be, like, not beneficial for the society at large. You know, so so as you're giving them smarts up here, as you're feeding their brain, feed other parts of them as well so they can sense. grow up to be, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. I'm, I'm, my, my, my point was, my point was, there's no correlation. Not like just because you dress a certain way doesn't mean you're intelligent a certain way. Some people are so smart they don't have time for the the, the ins and outs of everyday life. Am I dressed? I not am I dressed? Am I not naked? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go out there because 
I don't have time to fiddle with the tedious life, you know, that society makes me have by getting dressed and looking appropriate. I'm too smart for that, you know. And, well, listen, and I believe there are people who are like that. Right? No, for sure. Again, yeah. I, look, I bet any amount of money, super but, smart people. Yeah. You know, unless they have no, people have I, to take I, care I of them to make them. There are yeah. more where, like, right. If if everything in your in your life is lined up properly, you probably are looking the part, acting the part. You know, you probably have it all lined up. Right. Rarely is the genius the slob. Rarely is the slob the, you know, the upper echelon of society. Like there, yeah, you look a certain way because you are a certain way because it one one scratches the back of the other. Amen. Yeah, that's what I for sure. I want to read this to you yeah. real quick. This is the uh, this is the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion mm-hmm. or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the rights of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a for redress of grievances. Okay. That's the First Amendment. The part I want to focus on is the first two lines, or first line actually. Congress shall make no law respecting and establishing a religion. That means that there's no state religion. And the second part of this, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So, the just to be clear, the Bill of Rights is the Bill of Rights are the first ten amendments, yeah. right? And the very first amendment, the very first one, before we even get to freedom of speech, within the First Amendment, freedom of speech is there. But before we even get to freedom of speech, the very first thing they talk about is religion. Yeah. Okay, which means if if you had to enumerate like this is more important than this and this is more important than that, they're telling you at the very beginning that the freedom of expression of religion was so important that they made it very clear that we're going to put this at the forefront before we go to anything else. I could see how you can make that interpretation. Now, in in and, and now it was so, and listen and it was so important that they were saying like look. Government, you can't have your own religion. Yeah. You can't establish in a religion and saying, okay, now this is a religion of the land. And then secondly, you better not stand in the way of anybody else having their, you know, being able to express themselves in religion. Yeah. Okay? There is a lawsuit going on right now. I give you a five minute bonus so okay. you can probably this up at the end. Thank you. You got about him. There's a there is a a lawsuit going on right now in um New York. Okay. It's called it's Yeshiva University. It's a um, Jewish university. All right. Okay. And a, a lesbian group, a, a lesbian, um, someone in the someone in that school wants to start a lesbian and gay club. Okay. School says, "What are you talking about? We're <laughs> a Jewish school. <laughs> I mean, Orthodox Jewish school. You know, we you know we don't." This is a kind of classic to what we believe in. It's, it, it goes against not a kind of classic, but it's, it goes against what yeah. we believe. It's antithetical to what we believe in. So we can't have it. So they sued, took it to the state, and uh, and and um, the state courts basically said you have to allow them to have a lesbian club in your school, which they appealed and and went to the Supreme Court. And I just learned this. I didn't know this, but the Supreme Court has, has nine justices, and the entire country 
they they divided into nine uh, to nine um, sections, and each judge a, a, a judge has an area where they oversee, and basically they can make quick decisions to say, okay, we're gonna give make this quick decision until it gets to us, okay. right? And so Sotomayor said that she's just the worst. Well, interesting enough, she said, I'm gonna I'm gonna grant you a stay. The school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grant you to stay because, you know, until it makes it up to us, I'm going to grant you to stay. So that means they didn't have to have the club until they make it up, make their way up. Okay. But then, totally surprisingly, within the next couple of days, the entire Supreme Court weighed in on it, and it basically said they took the stay away. And, and on the grounds of, on the conservative side, the reason they took the stay away is saying that they said that this case didn't even make it up to the appellate court in New York. Okay. So it didn't go through the proper channels before it got to us. So go through your proper appellate channels, and if it doesn't work then, then come back to us. Makes sense. Okay, so in the short one, they're saying you can have a lesbian club. Okay. The school said, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> this like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like saying, like, we can have a Satanist club. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, the harm is irreparable, and we're not going to have this. And so... Because of this, we're, we're eliminating all clubs. We're not having any clubs until we can get this until we can get the relief that we want in the court system. Hmm, interesting. And the last little thing I throw that it's a good move. I would have never thought about it, and I thought it was very smart. But the lesbian group came back and said, "Listen, we are willing to stand down until it sees this day in court." So, so this is all the things that have been happening, and this all happened within the last two weeks, right? I brought all this up to say that I know that this is one of those things that, well, forget it. I brought all this up to say that it's, it doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. It doesn't matter, quite frankly, what religion you are or not. What's important is that as a country, we were built on the idea that we have the freedom of religion and expression and that the government cannot impose any laws on us that tells us that we can't express ourselves. And in this situation where you have a school that is a religious school, and then the court saying, I know you're a religious school and that you have religious freedom, but you can't discriminate against lesbians, I go back to the Constitution and I go back to the very first thing that was written that was written in our charter as a country yeah. that basically says this is preeminence. And as a society, without yelling and screaming and throwing stones and hating each other and all that stuff, if we don't agree with this, if we don't agree with like, oh, hold on, this is the Constitution, this is, what we, this is what we formed our government on, then you know what? Let's have a constitutional convention. Let's get back together and as, as states and let's come up with a new Constitution. But as long as this is the Constitution that we stand by, let's stand by it. And, and not be mad at anybody for wanting to stand by it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was just, I, I, I saw this as very perilous when, A, that there's actually a, a lower court that would say, yes, you have to have force them to have a, uh, a lesbian club, which is, which, is, which is against their religious belief. But then, two, that the Supreme Court, on a procedural issue, saying say nothing about like whether it's right or wrong, but just on a procedural issue would allow this religious institution to suffer harm until it got to them. When they could easily say, okay, let's put a stay on this until it gets to us. 
I found this very troubling, and 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 it, it, it may pro ten based on everything that's going on around us in this country. I can easily see this being something that is a, a foreshadow of some serious dark clouds over this country. I mean, is it a private? It's a private school, right? It's a private school. Yeah, and they should they should have yeah. It's a business. It's a private school, so it's a business. Should be able to run it how they see fit, <clears throat> is what I believe. But uh, having a club is freedom of expression or freedom of speech or whatever it is. But listen, even even from the place of a business, if it's not for religion, you can't discriminate against uh, a lesbian coming in and, and, and into your establishment. Yeah, it, religion is the only thing that says no discrimination except when it comes to religion. Religion is the only thing that stands in the way of saying, like, you know, where you where you can, quote, unquote, discriminate. I don't know if you realize that. I mean, again, I'm looking at it for it's their school. It's a private school, I assume. It should the government should have no say in how they run it. And if they want to say no, they they should be able to say no. But I understand their side. Well, we have freedom of speech. We have freedom to whatever. But you have freedom in the government sense of things, not in a privatized business. I don't, you don't think you're being discriminated against in this case. They're saying, no, we have religious views. This is, we're here, we're a religious school. This is our foundation. Here's what we do. You know, it doesn't line up with what we're doing. I, I, I brought it up just because, just to our listeners, like there's things that we don't know about that happens in our country. And every once in a while, I just want to throw it out there just to give you an idea to think through... There are battles that are happening, you know, that that can affect everything that we know and believe in as a free country, because there are countries right now where this 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 very battle that I'm, I'm discussing with you right now, it, it will be squashed because the government can heavy handedly come down and say, forget that you can't discriminate against them. And, and all I'm saying is that what makes America America. Truly what makes America America is the fact that we have this freedom of religion. This freedom of expression is saying that my belief in God supersedes anything else that I believe in. And that's in jeopardy. And and this is an indication of it right now. That's all I got to say. Thank you for my five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought it at the end because I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I, <laughs> what, what do you disagree with? I mean, I, again, I don't say wholeheartedly is a little strong. Okay. I see where you're coming from as a religious stance. I'm, I'm looking at it as a business stance. It's a private school. They're, found, they're founded on religion, and their religion, or I guess most religions, uh, whatever what you call it, sexual sin, is not allowed. Right. So, yeah, they should have the right to say no. I don't think the court should step in. I want to know, what, <clears throat> what, what part do you disagree with? The world is not falling apart because they want to start a lesbian club. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Forget about. I'm not even talking about the world. I'm talking about America. I'm telling you that if this were to stand, yeah. and they're saying that okay, this is very good, Billy, because it's it, not because it's the end of the episode. I, but, but I've no, got but, nothing left for it. But listen, but here's, here's, let me let me let me extrapolate a little bit more. All right. If this is able to stand, and okay. they're saying that okay, <clears throat> you have to let this lesbian lesbian club stand, um, go to your school. Uh, have a club stand in your school. Yeah. If they're able to get away with that, then why can't they say, okay, well, you got to have a lesbian. You, you have to be able to allow uh, a lesbian to be a pastor or you have to be allowed a lesbian to, to teach, you know, and I, I keep using lesbian, but whatever, something that is, that, that is clearly 
profane to what you believe, right? Totally against what you believe. You are, have to allow it within your midst. If they're, no, that, if they're able to do that, that's different <clears throat> because it's a privatized business. Like there's, but it's not. But you keep saying business, and I'm telling you that. What's but it's a business. See, you know how many gay priests there are. But, but I'm saying, like, if if that religion no, but, allows, but I'm saying, if that religion allows for gay priests, no problem, because that's their religion. I'm saying that if, a, but if another religion says no, we don't have gay priests, and then you're saying, well, no, you well, have what to religion, have gay priests. What religion allows allows homosexuality? Apparently, none of them do. No, I, but there are a whole crap ton of of gay people in clergy across the board. So. Two things. One, you're 100 percent right. This speaks to your bigger issue that why well, you have a problem with Christianity or religion in, in general because they're hypocrites. They don't stand. They don't stand by what they well, believe, right? So that's one. But the other side of it is, it doesn't matter if if the religion says that we don't accept this. Yeah. For the government to force you to do something that you no, don't that, accept. Yeah, that I have. A, yeah, I don't agree with that. This I don't believe the First Amendment gives them a right to do that because. I see what you're saying. It's it's religion, but I could say, well, we're not, you know, because of this religious thing, we're not going to force you to do something. Then I, I could probably see where, man, I had the thought before, I had it like worded too. You, it's you, you can use the exact same thing to prove the other side of it. Give me an example. I, I'm I'm blanking on it right now because I, I read it while you were talking. And I was like, well, if you're saying I can't do this because of religion, well, you know, how come? <clears throat> Damn. If I if I was saying that I'm blank, like I had, like I had, it made something about how. Oh, this is like the third time. I may be losing my mind. I'm getting old. I think this is like the third. <laughs> is it time gray hair? Happened. I don't see any gray hair it's in the face. It's in the beard. I don't see any gray hair. But it's like. But man, there was something. Um, I can't think of it, man. You had said something about this is it's, the religions. The state should not be able to chime in because it's your it's religion. Man, I can't like I can't even think. I can't remember what you said. Maybe I'll play it back. Maybe no, I'll hear it. I, I, I was basically saying that. The uh, only point I was making was that because yeah. you're saying the world is not come, falling apart, and I'm saying that if this is allowed to stand and the government can force this school to have a lesbian club, yeah. then basically a government can force any religion to do whatever it wants to do. Any religion institution, it can force them to do whatever they want them to do. And I'm saying that that is the opposite of what America was founded on. But this this just says you can't force them. To, they're not forcing the lesbians to be Jewish. Uh, no, but that's what this but, says. You can't make them be a specific religion. They're you not. Can't, you can't make them be a specific religion. Yeah, that you can't. They're, they're not telling them, "Hey, you have to be Jewish." That's what this is about. The state can't give a religion. They're not. That that's what the First Amendment is. If they're no, no, no. I mean, they're that, jumping, that, the first line of it saying that. Yeah. The, no, yeah. The first then what, line then of what it. What part said, are you talking the about? The second part of it, where it says you can't. Or prohibiting the free exp- ex- exercise thereof. Right. They're not stopping them from being Jewish. If you saying that I have to have a lesbian club, you're stopping me from being Jewish. Mm, you're that, stopping from me from and, practicing my religion. No, you can still practice your religion. No, no I can't practice my religion because yeah, my can. religion saying there's no, there's no homosexuality is not accepted. But then, then don't so, so, partake in so, a lesbian club. Then hold on. But you having your lesbian club in my church, in my institution. You know what I'm saying? No. It's, not, it's not like you having your lesbian club over there. Okay, no, you, you're bringing I, I it in what my you're midst. Saying, then yeah, no, then I go back to the whole heart of disagree with you because they're not telling you. You just don't go and do it. Don't partake in their lesbian teaching. Hold they're on not second. telling you to stop being Jewish. You can you're, still you're be Jewish. You're saying you're bringing your lesbian into my Jewish. I'm not bringing my Jewish into your lesbian. I, you're bringing your lesbian into my Jewish. But they're still Jewish. And they're, they're I, just... I know, but be Jewish over there. Be Jewish and lesbian over there. Don't be Jewish and lesbian over here. 
But it's a school, right? You said, or it, that's interesting that you say that. But it's what's the differentiation between if if it's a Jewish school? What 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 have extracurricular activities? But but it's still under the the, the auspices no, I, I, of I understand Ju- what you're Judaism. saying. Judaism, just no, like I get just it. like Christianity, it's like a Christian school. Are you telling me that? There's no difference between a, what makes it. What's the difference between a Christian school and a public school? Or forget that. What's the difference between a Christian school and another private school? Forget about being Christian yeah. for a second. Just two private schools, but one is Christian and one is not. What's the difference? The Christianity, the the religion part of it. So if it's religion that that's the the covering over what, whatever we do afterwards, then you can't bring anything with inside that. You can't force me to do anything with inside that that can't fall under the Christian heading. And that's that's the argument. No, I agree. I, I, I see what you're saying, and I, I do agree that they um, the government should not like it's a private school. Again, I'm, I guess it's a private thing. You have no say in it. You not it has nothing to do with you. Now, if you want to go, if you want to go through court, and I'm doing this, and you call discrimination, and they can, if if whatever side can present the best case. But, but but I mean I get what you're saying. But see, but, but hear what you just said. If whatever side can present the best case, and my point, and that's why I started off by reading the First Amendment because I wanted to be I wanted to be clear. It's but they this, can use it too, the freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. But again, we're not we're not complaining about the freedom of speech. You can you can be lesbian. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you just can't be lesbian over here in my space. Be lesbian in your space, but don't be lesbian in my space. Mm. That's all I'm saying because. The, the freedom to be Christian, to be Jewish, to be Muslim, you know, yeah. fill in the blank, you know, whatever religion that you follow, the freedom to do that is to say that I can do it the way uh, my my um, my Bible tells me I can do it, right? I can I practice you. the way yeah. that my Bible tells me, my, my doctrine tells me I can do it. Once you tell me that, oh, you can't practice the way your doctrine tells you to do it, now I no longer have freedom. And that's and that's and that's what's happening right now. You're no, telling I, me I, I can't do it that way. I understand what you're saying, but I can see the argument being, well, listen, no one is telling you to stop teaching your teachings. We're just saying let this class happen. Again, you're you don't have the right to tell me let this class happen in my space. That's and that's the whole argument going back to the First Amendment. The government can't do anything to force me to do to what force are they me, forcing you to do you're forcing me to let um something that i don't agree with to happen it's within not, my it's not stopping your religion though but you're altering my religion you're you're you let me say it a different way it's like saying i get what you're saying if, if i have a church right yeah. church building we're practicing and uh all of a sudden someone wants to like do a, dra- a drag queen show yeah and you're like, hey, you can still preach. Don't worry about this drag queen show that's going on over here. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if you there's a there's no there's no de- delineation. You know, once you say yes, you can do it. Like like in the no, with the I club, get that. It's this like the slippery what, slope. What can you you can open the can floodgates. Yeah. Yes, I I I fully understand that. But I'm saying if it gets to the the court stuff, if it gets all the way up. I get my response would be. Am I telling you you cannot still do everything the way you've been doing? The answer is no. Yes. No, because you can still do whatever you want. Not as an institution, because whatever I want as an institution is we're going to do everything under this institution based on the Torah. I get it. So if there's something that comes under here that's not under the Torah, then I can't do everything that I can do that I used to do. Mm, see, there, there I disagree with you, because you know, no one is telling you to stop. They're just saying 
bring this person in because they they're still Jewish. They still follow, but, but they're this. they're that way. But think about that for a second. That's that statement because I can argue the other side. But that statement, mm-hmm. all they're telling you, just the word "tell." Yeah, right there, it's automatic. Like we got a problem. Okay. You can't tell me anything. <laughs> you know what I say? Just the word "tell." You know, is already being, presents a problem. But then, what are you telling me? You're telling me I have to bring this person in. Yeah, I get it. They, you, they shouldn't overstep. And again, you're looking at it as a religious thing. I'm looking at it as a business. It's a privatized school. Your government is no funding to it. It's so, paid for by the so people. Saying, as a so business, you have no say in the government needs to mind their own business. It doesn't pertain to them. I'm saying, but then we were agreeing. I don't understand yeah. where we're disagreeing. I disagree with your religious thing. No so one is saying, telling them to stop on, being hold Jewish. On, hold on a second. No oh. one is saying you can't practice your religion. But but here's the thing. If I'm understanding you right, you're saying from a business standpoint, you agree 100%. Yeah, you can't, can't tell someone to do it. Yeah. But from a religious standpoint, you don't agree. They should be able to tell you what to do. No. they they If they want to say, listen, you want to be Jewish, go be Jewish. Nothing about your day-to-day setting up on your podium to the people in your synagogue and preaching you know, the word is going to change. And, I, and I'm going to say, yes, that's 100%. That's true. And nothing is going to change. But so if someone is having sex, I'm just using, I'm going extreme, yeah, go, right? Go. If someone's having sex in the sanctuary while someone's preaching, is anything going to change? No. <laughs> that, 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 is, that's, that's, that, that is like laughable, man. Of but course it's, it's going to change. But no, if you... Gonna, like the, the impact... Just I, I get to, what you're saying. I, I'm saying like forget about forget about religion for a second. Yeah. Anything. Let's say you know, uh, my if if I openly have sex with my wife in front of my kids, is yeah. anything going to change? And and I'm saying like to think that nothing is going to change in the slightest bit, even if it's my, uh, uh, even if it's in the. Uh, All right. Uh, here. Okay. Here's you know where you're, you're where we are disconnecting. Okay. Will something change? Will you be distracted? Yes. Will it be a problem? Possibly. Will, you know, again, I guess distraction was the biggest thing. Will your kids have more questions than not? 100% yes. But if you are doing what you need to do, is anything changing your, you, you from practicing your religion? The answer is no. The answer is, is, a, is a negative. I guess, the, I guess where the debate is or the question is, what does practicing your religion mean? No, I listen. It's so, if you, the the people who are, like you had you had a girl in your church, who was a pro, who had a like question the gay stuff right? about you know this is we should be inclusive but and he told her simply, you don't have to come here, this is the word of God this is what we believe this is what we preach X Y and Z, fallen or don't, and I agree with that hundred percent. If she if she's a but to you. The Bible is black and white, hands down. And to you, a true follower should believe it as well. Okay. But to somebody else, just because I think of, you know, a woman, I'm attracted to a woman as a woman, everything about my life still aligns with the Bible. So why would I stop being Christian or think I'm a bad Christian when I have one thing the Bible doesn't necessarily agree with? Nothing I can do about that. But I'm saying, so, but that's different arguments because I would agree with you on that. I, like I don't, I'm not even disagreeing well, that again, at all. So, the, so the, the 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 synagogue, the the Jewish people, they they can still do what they need to do. They, they're going to have but, a but, club but, for. But, but hear that. Think about what you just said, mm-hmm. and I think that this is where disconnect is. They can still do what they need to do. Yeah. But what is it that they need to do? 
Like that 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 definition. What, whatever whatever they're doing, if they if they open the doors at nine o'clock to give an hour long sermon or service, but again, nothing but, is going to change by having a lesbian club at ten o'clock. But <laughs> nothing is going to change that. Hold on a second. So a couple of things. One is when you said they open the door for one hour for this. Like you're compartmentalizing as as in terms of the every. Every facet of what you do, you're compartmentalizing it. And what I'm telling you is that it's it's not compartmentalized. It's everything. No, I understand that to you. No, to no, no, no. I'm saying what I, I, I want to get beyond the Steve thoughts on this. I'm saying like if, if I was if it was if it was a Satanist school. Yeah. Forget about. Like, and they wanted to have an hour a, of a, God. It's a school of Satanism, right? Yeah. And so we do we 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 hate God, yeah. right? And so someone comes in and says, "Hey, I want to have a club, you know, honoring God." And I'm like, what? Get out of here! That that goes against what we be, what we stand for. So if if this is a Satanist school and our umbrella says as 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 our core values that we hate God, yeah. we're not allowing anything to come in here that subverts that. And and you as the as a government can't tell me that I have to. I I agree with you. But that's that's I'm saying that's no, where we but are. I, but I agree with you based on a business. But okay, not on your beliefs. So nothing about how you. But, believe is going to change so, because they believe a certain way. That's listen. S- nothing's gonna nothing's gonna change in how I believe in my mind. Of course, like yeah. I'm not gonna be like I'm, I'm surrounded by homosexuals all the time. Nothing changes in my mind yeah. because they're homosexual. Of course not. I agree. Okay. But I'm saying, but in terms of how I run my religious institution, something is going to change. Something is absolutely going to change by having Ooh, something inside. You're not going to like my response to that. What's that? You're just upset that you're going to lose membership and there goes your money because you had to sacrifice your uh, beliefs. But again, Satanism, something um, that I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm totally against, right? Yeah, I get it. So I'm but saying, that's what I, when you say that, that's the only thing that comes into my head. A loss of membership, the loss of funds. So here's that's this. All you, that's Even all if that's all about. true. Even if that's all true, then you. I mean, no. But for I'm sake saying, of argument, yes, yes. Even yes. if that's all true, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm saying to you is that the Constitution still protects me. Even if that's all true, like the Constitution doesn't protect the business from saying, no, you're you, right, it you can't, you can't. But from, but the Constitution does protect me from saying that you can't bring this lesbian, you can't bring this, you know, depending on what my but religion is. But it also is, says I can't, can't my bring freedom of speech. So you're gonna, yeah. so you're gonna butt heads. Freedom of speech. First of all, it's the second thing that was spoken, right? It's but just how it's written wordly. I, I understand. Your but interpretation, saying, no. But when you I, say, I let it go. No, no. It's just what but, they wrote but, down but, first. But I'm saying, religion was the first thing they talked about nah, before they got to freedom of speech. I mean, they, they talked about two who, who, who is the religions? Thomas Edison, whoever, one of the guys who signed it. If he'd have written it, it wouldn't have been. This would have been last. Just he, because he, the guy he had to sign written, off on it. But listen, no, that, I get it. That's a tangent. That's a tangent. I, I just brought that up because it's because your interpretation of it's, it. It's the first thing that was written because but, a religious guy wrote it. But if the atheist wrote it, but, it would be last. Regardless, right? Yeah. So let's say it a different way. Okay. If Religion butts against freedom of speech, right? Like mm-hmm. so, there's there is now a fight between religion and freedom of speech. Yeah, who wins? Well, that's up for the courts to decide. Okay, but in your mind, in your mind, freedom, freedom of speech wins. No, I don't. I don't know. I really, I don't have an answer. Okay, to me, it's fully up to the court. Okay, whoever presents the best case is going to win that argument because the argument, and you know, we can let it ride here because I got, I really got to go. That's when my yeah. alarm went off. Yeah. Um, but this is very fascinating. Yeah. Um, our 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 rights, at, uh, our religious freedoms, is or are the most important right that we have in this country. It is the big. It's the it's the true foundation of America. And, is reli- is right religious and, freedom. And, and you're not free 
you don't have true freedom of expression once the government comes in and tells you you can or cannot do something within the confines of your religion expression. I religious expression. That. Yeah, I get that. And so that's what this argument is all about, is that they have their area where they express their religion, yeah. and now the government's saying, hey, we, you're going to have to tweak that a little no, bit. No, I, I agree they should. Again, we can keep splitting hairs. I'm with you. They should keep their nose out of it. And if it comes down to what's on here, both have the right to freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Your interpretation is, well, this is written first, so it holds more weight. I don't necessarily see that. I see it's just, it is what it is. Who's going to present the best case? And I'm with you. I don't think they should force this on the school as a privatized business because religion has its own set of values and rules. Outside people, if you don't agree, don't show up. You can find a Jewish school that has lesbian clubs to your, your girl and your thing. You can right. find a Christian, a Christian, Catholic, whatever church that allows for this lifestyle. For sure, don't bring your stuff here. If you have no choice, I find that hard to believe. But we're not asking anything of you. You're coming here. So that there, I agree with you. But based on this, I can see going either way, depending on the strongest case presented. I, I, I can see. But I am for, don't bring it here. We're not asking for you to come. You're choosing, you choose to accept what we offer. Don't come with your not with your your nonsense. I I can see that this issue right here because the the entire because what we're battling right now. And I'm with you on the slippery slope. Right. You do you do X for down the. I mean, yeah, yeah. we talk about we, it. Before. We, have the, yeah. we again. I have no problem with the gay lifestyle, right, right. but you allow the gay lifestyle. It's how you're born. You see where we are now. Look right. at pedophiles as minorly exactly. attractive peoples. I want That's say, a problem. I was going to say this is that um um. We, we we have secularism, right? We have the, the belief in yourself, there is no God, right? Yeah. And that is becoming more dominant and more predominant and more predominant in this country, by in the de- world. By design, too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's increasing in leaps and bounds. And the only thing, the only thing that protects what's becoming the minority now, the religious yeah. is becoming the minority, is the Constitution. Well, maybe and, maybe and, they become minority. They'll get all the benefits that minorities get. Yeah, but if we don't, but but if we don't hold true to the Constitution, then yeah. this this could be an area of where I can see a civil unrest, an yeah, uprising no, they're, they're, happening. Because hold on, we got sure. something that you're trying to take away from us, and there's there's a way to take it away from us, but it, it ain't by force. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. No, Rewrite the Constitution you. if you want to, but again, you can don't you do can, it. You can way. do other amendments. You can follow right. rules. You're we we're set up. You're coming to us. Don't bring your outside baggage here. Right. There's there's a bunch of things around this where I I've understood I. I've underst- I understand and agree with your side like it makes sense to me but through business and through you know i can read in my interpretation this way i'm with you 100 percent slippery slope but out we have our rules but i also i can I, my personal side of it is how i presented it and i can also that see i can also see that being used as a, an argument in this case so I'm curious to see when we follow up on this and see what happens. I'll let you know. I'll Odds you know. are these kids will graduate their middle school by the time this no, comes. No, no, this is co- this is college. Oh, it's a college? <laughs> yeah, it's college. <laughs> That's even different. This is college. But listen, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. All right, guys, follow us, full video on Rumble, uh, socials, and underscore discourse. You guys have a great day. Peace.